Hi, are you a gifted or twice exceptional adult who feels a bit stuck in your journey? Do you have goals and dreams which you would love to achieve, but you don't know where to start or feel a little bit overwhelmed? Or maybe you have a thousand ideas, 500 projects, and get distracted by your own thoughts and would love some support on focus and accountability? Whatever gets you stuck, I wholeheartedly believe that gifted and twice exceptional specific coaching will help you unleash your power so that you can be your most authentic gifted self. I recently embarked on my journey on becoming a gifted and twice exceptional coach. So if you are interested in working with me one-on-one, please reach out via email at hello at giftedunleashed.com or you can find more information about my coaching offers on the website giftedunleashed.com forward slash coaching. I would love working with you and I would love to get you unstuck. So please reach out and let's get started. Hello and welcome to Unleash Monday, where we talk about the brain, especially the gifted brain, and how does it affect our thinking and experience of the world differently. There are a lot of stereotypes and stigma around giftedness, and I'm here to challenge those. I'm here to raise awareness and to have a conversation around this topic of what does it mean to be a gifted adult. Common experience among gifted folks is that they feel out of place. They don't quite fit in. They are too sensitive, too intense, too emotional, too overexcitable, and too deep thinkers about the world and about themselves. If you have been called too much of about anything, then this show is for you. My name is Nadia. I'm too loud, too colorful, too bubbly, too bossy, and love to talk too much. So welcome to my world, and I'm so happy you are here. Hello and happy Monday. I think in this time and age going into 2021, and it's just as crazy as 2020, I think we just need to take it day by day or week by week and just focus on what we can influence. And my guest today also gives some real great input of how we can protect ourselves in those really strange times. So for me, this podcast and the name Unleash Monday really means just focus what you can do with a positive outlook, positive mindset, because our experience of the world is really how we kind of process it in our brain. And the gifted brain, as we learned over the last couple of interviews, is really a little bit different. And there is more sensitivity, more emotional awareness and really a little bit of different experience as I learned the term is neurotypical. And so it's really up to all of us to protect ourselves and to make our experience in this crazy time the most, let's say, endurable. And so that's why I urge you to make a deliberate choice to take a positive attitude and to kind of see what positivity there is out there on a Monday and to really focus on how you can make this the most epic day, the most epic week for you in the given circumstances. So, and that's why I'm here for my own positivity and my hope 
spreading a little bit into this world and I hope to reach you a little bit and sprinkle a little, little bit of joy into your lives. So with that said, I don't want to take much more time before introducing my guest of today's episode. Today, I had a really interesting conversation with Julie Skolnick. She's the founder of With Understanding Comes Calm. She has an amazing conference called Let's Talk to E. And one is coming up on the 25th of January. And we're going to talk about this in the episode. And she actually mentions that the early bird registration is ending on the 17th. So today is the 18th, the launch of this episode. And actually, if you go right now, you still have time to register under the early bird registration fee. So you can go sign up if you listen to this episode and you like what Julie is talking about, which I'm sure you will. And so registration under the early bird fee is ending at the end of the day of the 18th of January. However, you can always register later. And as Julie will say, the talks will actually be kept online. So even if the 25th has passed, you can always access previous online conferences and get all the content, which is amazing. And she also told me after we had this conversation that she totally forgot to mention that people can actually book a 20-minute consultation with her, a free consultation to see if working with her would make a difference in your life. And I'm sure it will. So if you go onto our website, and we mentioned this in the interview and then also in the show notes, with understandingcomscalm.com, you'll find everything there and just Click in the show notes, I post all the links so you can quickly and easily find Julie on the internet. So with that said, I don't want to keep you any, any longer. Here's my amazing conversation with Julie. Welcome, Julie. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you, Nadia. It's a delight to be here with you. I have a ton of questions for you. And I was so happy when you reached out and you said you want to talk about 2E adults because I'm currently in the process of figuring out if that might actually apply to myself. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to ask you all the questions that I have and make it into this episode. Awesome. Well, I bet a bunch of your listeners are going to be very thrilled to hear your questions that they probably have on their mind. Yeah. And so because I just started this journey and I talked to friends and family, and when I mentioned the term 2E, they're like, what is this? (laughs) Can you explain for the listeners what is 2E? Absolutely. So 2E is the same thing as twice exceptional. That's really the research term or term of art, twice exceptional, and 2E is the abbreviation. It's the same as if you were saying somebody's identified as gifted with a learning difference or a learning disability. So the simple explanation is gifted with a learning difference or a learning disability. But that makes a huge assumption that people understand what gifted means. And I have found that quite often, more often than not, people actually don't understand what gifted means. Yeah. So... But assuming now people understand what gifted means and going into the topic now a little bit further, how did you get interested in this topic? It's, it's very niche, isn't it, at the moment still? 
It is very niche. And I don't know, actually, Nadia, if I would assume everybody understands what gifted means. Okay. <laughs> so go. I, might, I, might, I might ask myself a question and answer it. <laughs> you can answer it. So I, I do want to say that, that, you know, we hear all the time, especially parents will hear, I don't like the term gifted. All children have gifts, right? Or as an adult, you might feel as though you're elitist by saying, yeah, I'm gifted, right? So here's the thing. It might be true that all children or all people have gifts, but that does not mean that you are gifted. Gifted just happens to be a word. And thankfully, it's a positive word, but it really means that you show up to the world with a widened, heightened antenna. Things affect you in a bigger way, whether it's something having to do with your sensory sensitivities, whether, you know, the easy example is tags in your shirt or seams in your socks, but it can also have to do with the way lights or sounds affect you, right? And what we do for these folks is either dial up or dial down the sensory input. So you might be a sensory seeker or you might be sensory avoider, and you might really have wonderful experiences with sensory input, but it can also affect you in a negative way. Or you're more heightened and aware of fairness in the world, justice in the world. It affects you more. You might remember, my gosh, when I was a kid, it really bothered me when I saw a teacher or an adult speak to a child in a disrespectful manner. And all of a sudden, you're having this memory or this aha moment. And that's part of being gifted. It's not just the intellect piece. It's this heightened awareness. And then it has to do with sort of developing different skills at different times and sometimes being challenged in the social emotional arena, because if you're, you know, really affected by what's going on in the world around you and your peers are not, that affects your emotional state as well. So, and then we have that fun thing called perfectionism that creeps into the giftedness experience and that comes with anxiety. And then of course the sensitivity. So that really is the quickest, fastest way I can explain the hour and 15 minute talk that I give on giftedness. (laughs) So how did I get into this, Nadia? That was your next question? Yes. All right. So I have actually three twice exceptional children, ages 19, 17, and 11. And when my middle guy, who was five at the time, was identified as gifted, I ignored it because it was kind of like a duh moment, because he decided at five to answer the assessor's questions in Hebrew, because he thought it would be more interesting for her if he could teach her some different language. So I kind of felt like, okay, you know, thinking that gifted meant smart only at the time, I was like, duh, no kidding. And when he got his ADHD diagnosis, however, that I needed to go full hog on. And by the way, I was eight months pregnant with our third So I spent three years really researching and learning about ADHD and learned a lot of really great stuff, but it was really, I have to say, pretty glass half empty. And so when I landed in gifted land and I attended my first supporting the emotional needs of the gifted conference or sanggifted.org, a whole new world was opened up to me and it was a positive reframe. It was a strength-based approach. It was seeing everything I just described as gifted as a superpower. And it understood that a learning disability or learning difference, whether it's ADHD to autism, to language-based learning disorders, to dyslexia, whatever that difference is, that that can be part of, you can be gifted and experience that world too. So it was really from my own kids 
and then attending the first conference and then attending every conference after that, becoming a parent facilitator through saying and really experiencing the difference as I advocated for my child through the lens of 2E that I decided it was really important for me to pay back and pay it forward and support parents. That's how I started on their journey. So you already mentioned a little bit that it was in the beginning, you reacted as similar that I heard my friends react when they're now assuming that their children might be gifted or even 2E. They're like, okay, they are, but I don't want to label them. So my next question would be, why would you say it is important to know this about your children, but also about yourself if you're an adult? Why maybe in two categories or for the say, or you can answer for all people, all humans of all age, or you can separate the ages? So it's a great question. And I'm going to add something because you said, you know, why is it important for parents or adults to know? And I'm going to say it's really important for kids to know too. You just need to know who you are. And I'll give you a really good example. So another one of my kids, the third child came along and he was three and sitting in the back seat of my car in his little car seat. And out of nowhere, he said, mommy, do we need to live or do we want to live? And I'm like, okay, three out of three. <laughs> and the reason why that's so important, and this is going to, you're going to, you're scratching your head going, wait a minute, is she actually answering the question? And the reason why it's so important is because from that moment on, I knew that this kid who I, over the years, he's now 11, I came to understand that he is really emotionally in tune. He is, his EQ is huge, but his sensitivity is also huge. So this is the kid who runs to do things for other people, who notices how other people are feeling. And if he didn't understand that this is part of his neurology and I didn't give him the context for when he has these huge emotions, anybody out there have huge emotions where you're, I had an adult client from Europe who said to me, I'm at a concert and I'm taken away. I, I'm not even there anymore. And tears are streaming down my face. And I look around and all these people are on their phones and it makes me crazy. And so we had a conversation. What does that mean? Well, first of all, you have the superpower to be able to like get into the music, to actually have the music be a part of you. And then you're looking around and you don't understand why are people being so disrespectful by being in their phones and not giving this, right? You're, you go through this entire dialogue that nobody can see on the outside. So if you're going to lash out, right, let's rewind and become a two kid now. If you're going to lash out or get your feelings hurt over and over and over again, what is that going to lead to? If you lash out, it's going to lead to really not great social interaction. If you feel hurt and wronged and nobody understands you over and over and over, that's demoralizing. So you better believe that when my three-year-old over the years, I've talked to him very specifically about his incredible emotional antenna. And I say, dude, you have a superpower. You know what people need before they know what they need. And I'm very careful to say, not many people can do that. So if you feel like people aren't giving you the same amount of attention that you're able to very easily just naturally give to them, 
It does not have to do with you or how they feel about you. It just has to do with the fact that they don't have that cool skill. And so now you have to use your words to explain, or you need to recognize it in yourself and excuse yourself and get yourself together to reinsert yourself in a situation. And this happens for adults at work. This happens to adults in relationships, even in a spousal relationship or committed relationship. And the first place that it has to start is with understanding yourself. That was a long answer to your question. But a very good one, because I have a lot of friends that are now going down this route because I'm pointing out to them. I'm like, oh my God, I found that out about myself. And I think you might be one of them and you might be one of them. <laughs> and now the the 2E comes into place. And then, so that's a whole other discussion. So I lived 37 years, thought I was normal, quote unquote. Neurotypical. Neurotypical, we say. Okay. So I'm learning all this vocabulary as I go along. So 37 years felt neurotypical. And then I realized, well, wait a minute, I think I have a different experience of the world than other people do. And so... Well, the interesting thing too, Nadia, is you're saying you're able to point this out in several friends. I mean, good for you. I mean, we gravitate toward people who are like us. Gifted people do best when they are with gifted people. And so... Lucky you that right off your tongue, you could list three people because that's not the experience. And I bet there are a lot of 2E gifted adults in your audience who are feeling lonely. And that's very typical for the 2E adult experience. Yes. And so that's why I want to showcase that it's not this very, well, it is a little bit rare, but it's not so uncommon and people should not feel lonely because they're not alone. There are people like you out there. But how can you maybe say a few more words about what it is that you said already a few things that people can feel that they can relate, especially as an adult, like the intensity and all these experience that they might have, loneliness, not feeling fitting in. And then if you're too e is it something that cancel itself out? That's a very cool question. That's a cool question because what we say is the strength may mask the challenge and the challenge may mask the strength. And so, no, it does not cancel each other out. It is, it's parallel. You are all of these things. And here's the calculation you have to do. Number one, you need to understand what the variables are. I can't believe I'm getting mathematical. My husband would laugh because I'm so not mathematical, but here's what popped into my brain. So you have to figure out what the factors are. So number one, you have to understand yourself. Who are you? Be okay with it. Love it. And guess what? If you, it just makes you crazy because you're impulsive and you, you have to give your opinion and you can't stop talking, but your second self is sitting out there and you can see Nadia, she's pointing at herself right now, but, and, and, oh, why can't I stop talking? I know I should stop talking, but I can't stop. Right. Like, and I'm in a meeting or I'm with my spouse or I say something to my kid and I just really don't make, okay. First of all, hello, that's you wave at yourself in the mirror and there you go. So you got to love you because that's who you have. And the second variable is to understand other people out there. They may not be like you. And so, as I say to all my clients, nothing ever expires. You can always go back and say, hey, 
I know it seemed like I overreacted there. And actually, frankly, I'm not really sure why, but like I felt it in my body and I, I just needed to get rid of that energy. And I, I'm sorry it was directed at you. Let's go back and talk about that again. Right? Like, wow, that's awesome. And by the way, when we do that with our kids and we role model that, could you imagine if your kid came up to you or your boss or your spouse or whoever you want to think about and they said, hey, you know, I kind of overreacted and, you know, I know this happens to me, but. Uh, you know, let's, can we rewind? Sorry about that. I, I get that I was out of place or whatever. Okay. So factor number one is knowing yourself. Factor number two is knowing other people around you that they may not get where you came from and then address it head on. And the PS, which doesn't really fit into my mathematical model, but <laughs> the PS is to figure out some strategies that allow you to A, notice in yourself, B, notice when something's happening so that you can intervene and see what that intervention could or should be. And that's really what I work with my adult clients on. It's finding fulfillment in their professional life and or their personal life. And we have to go through this process to make that happen. Oh, yeah, I pointed at myself. And I'm getting very emotional because as a child, I was always told I talk too much. Like that was in all my school reports. And it was just, you know, there's something wrong with you. You need to be quiet. You need to sit still. I was never diagnosed with anything or, you know, unneurotypical. So I kind of, I would say suffered <laughs> through oh, all the... Sure. For sure. And I actually love Nadia that you got emotional because then I know that I'm doing my job. I actually get chills. So several times during this conversation, I got chills, which meant to me that you were relating to what I was saying. It's kind of a cool thing that some gifted people can feel, by the way. So if you're listening and you feel those things, they are real and you're not alone. And what I like to say is if you don't know what overexcitabilities are, okay, overexcitabilities, have you heard that term before, overexcitabilities? I have, but please go ahead and describe it. So Kashmir Dabrowski was a psychologist who had a theory called positive disintegration. It's actually the seminal reframe. It's an awesome theory, which is that in order to develop your true optimal self, you had to experience some sort of existential angst. And the process of coming out of that experience was what allowed you to develop. It's a little bit Nietzsche, right? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger a little bit. But what he said was people who are more likely to experience that positive disintegration were people who also experienced overexcitabilities in one of five or one or more of five areas. Intellectual, which you're describing that you are intellectually overexcitable with all the talking and the questions that you wanted to answer, the curiosity that you had. So intellectual, emotional, imaginational, sensual, which you can think of as sensory, which we talked about a little bit already, and psychomotor, that need to move. And so these overexcitabilities, it's really my theory, really mine alone. If I had the time to research it, boy, would I love to research this theory. But whenever I've said this, people have come up to me and, and talked to me about it. And that is that the high instance of depression and suicide in the gifted into a population, I believe, stems from not just a not understanding overexcitabilities, but a misunderstanding overexcitabilities. So that moment when you react in a big way, that moment in the concert with the client that I told you about, that moment when a child reacts to something and you cannot see the triggers, they're invisible because of these overexcitabilities. And so somebody labels them 
as manipulative, disruptive, distracting, or mean, or, you know, abusive, right? And that misunderstanding is so, you know, 180 degrees of where that child or that person really needed the other person to understand them. Now, the truth of the matter, we're really complex beings. So we have to adjust our expectations a little bit. And that goes to your initial question of why we need to know who we are, because we need to be able to express that to the people who matter to us in our lives. And I love your business is called with understanding comes calm. And that's really, that's the truth. That's what it is, right? Yeah, you know, that name came out of I was standing talking with a colleague of mine, I remember I was in a doorway, I was on the phone and I was talking actually about my son and some major breakthrough we had. And I said, oh, with understanding comes calm. And then I was like, oh my God, <laughs> that's the name of my business. That's going to be the name of my business. So yeah, it's the truth. It's what I work on with all of my clients, parents, educators, adults, clinicians on understanding. That's the first step. That's the first step. Do you want to share a little bit more about what you do in your business and especially focusing on adults, but you do so many other things? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I did, I started out supporting parents and I still do that. I love doing that. I have clients around the world. I work with one-on-one -on -one or one-on-two -on -two and I take them through a process and we work on what they need to have worked on. And adults, I do the same exact thing. I have adults all over the world from ages 18 to 70 something And we really work on, I take them through a process that I've created. I call it the tick, tick off chart. We go through what makes them tick and what ticks them off under several different categories, family, the world, work, social, what, a bunch of different categories. And we really flesh that out and we work on what needs to be worked on as far as, you know, a lot of times executive functioning is a challenge. A lot of times processing speed and working memory can be a challenge. And, you know, these are really important issues for adults to understand about themselves. I worked with an adult the other day, and every time I asked him a question, he took an extraordinarily long time to answer. And it was so clear to me that there was this whole pathway occurring of connections in his brain. And I just needed to sit there and be patient. I just needed to wait. And I'm sure that was awful in school for him. He probably never got out what he needed to get out and probably felt dumb most of his life. And the way that I describe, I know I'm getting off on a tangent again, Nadia, but the way that I describe process, slow processing speed, I don't say, I say deeper processing speed. There's so much data we crunch in our heads. We notice so much more stuff. Our antenna's bigger. So we have to take the time to crunch that data. Anyway, so I work with adults in that way. And I do a lot of teacher training. I have a free monthly newsletter called Gifted and Distractible. Everything that I'm going to talk about, you can find on my website with understandingcomescom.com. But also I have a membership, Let's Talk to E membership. I have conferences that I produce and my conferences never go away. So they're always on demand. You can always access them. And I actually had last year, somebody speak about gifted at work, which was a really great session. And I also host twoeresources.com. And that's a place to find all sorts of resources that are relevant to the 2E world. There's lots of blogs. I write a blog every month. 
And you can search under adult if that's what you'd like to look under or emotional overexcitability or emotion regulation, perfectionism, anxiety, all that stuff. That's where I live. And I love everything I do. Thank you. I just realized how much I'm actually learning the past couple of months, all this new vocabulary I mean, the positive disintegration. And there's another term that you just mentioned, this executive functioning. So I've heard it a few times, but can you explain it a little bit further? What does that mean? Happy to do that. So, and actually on my conference for educators, though really anybody could attend, I have a whole session on executive functioning this year. So executive functioning is that part of your, those skills that your prefrontal cortex allows you to sort of organize everything in your life. So it's organization, it's prioritization, it's initiation, starting a task, right? If you have a hard time, sort of like, oh my gosh, there's so much in front of me. I don't know what to do first or how to do it. Nadia's pointing at herself again, (laughs) that, you know, if you, and part of this has to do with Again, what I talked about, that ability to pick up so much and be aware of so much going on, right? So all of those things are distracting and you want to include all those things. And it's really hard to figure out which thing to do first because you want to do so many different things. And so all of that skill of being able to organize and also, by the way, very, very important for social success is executive functioning. Executive functioning helps you to understand who do I look at first? What do I say? What matters? What part of my brain, like all those words I have, what should I maybe not share? Like that's executive functioning. And if you're a little bit impaired in this, is that then the gifted or is that the 2E? That's an interesting question. So here's a really controversial thing I'm going to say, which I'm not sure I've ever said in such a public arena. (laughs) What a good lead in. My feeling My understanding is if you are gifted, because we use asynchronous development, I mean, at different speeds, if you're going to talk about anxiety and the prevalence and giftedness, then I'm going to say every gifted person's too weak. That is not a popular thing to say. But of course, if you're a hammer, all the world's a nail and I'm a too weak expert and all I do all day long is look at too weak people. So take that for what it's worth. But executive functioning, I think, can really come, of course, it can come as a part of the package of ADHD, but ADHD and gifted look really similar. So we're teasing out a whole bunch of stuff. And frankly, Nadia, I don't care what the label is. I'm all about the now what. Come to me. This is who you are. Okay. What do you want to change? Or what do you want to stay the same? Or, you know, and then we're going to figure it out from there. So is it a part of the profile? No. Not every gifted person suffers from executive functioning. I'm a crazy, I'm like, I'm a frontal lobe for everybody I know. So I don't suffer from executive functioning challenges. But because we take in so much information, it just is pretty typical that it's hard to manage all of those things. So yes, I would say that's part of the 2E profile. Oh, I love this conversation. (laughs) I have so many questions. So you just... You just mentioned that you're frontal lobe. So I assume you're one of the gifted adults as well. 
you know, for, for you, our conversation before this podcast was so funny. Cause you're like, I have a day job and then your day job is like this incredibly complex day job. And by the way, you're creating a podcast out of nothing. Right. And so, you know, I was a lawyer and I saw a need. And so I created with understanding comes calm and it's become this whole thing. So yes, <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> and it's funny because when I ask you, how did you get into it? And you mentioned your kids. Right. And I think that's a lot of adults, they get into the space figuring out this for their kids and their kid needs support. And it's always easier to get support for somebody else or if you need to help somebody. But then you realize, oh, I had the same challenges. I had the same. And so a lot of, I guess, parents might realize they are. And if you don't have kids, it's probably a little bit more difficult to get to this first step if you're an adult and haven't had any sort of... Right. Well, that's true. And I would say actually my very first client who I love years and years ago came to me and he said, oh my gosh, Julie, I read your blog on emotion regulation and emotional overexcitability. And I think you're the only person on the planet who understands me, which of course was very flattering and not true. There are many other people who understand overexcitabilities and emotion dysregulation, but it was the first time he saw it in black and white and he wasn't a nut job, right? <laughs> that, that's how he felt. This incredibly, incredibly successful entrepreneur really had such self-doubt and that can come with our gifted profile. That's called the imposter syndrome. I don't know if you've heard that term before, but that's when you really doubt your abilities and you really wonder. Very often it comes with perfectionism. It can lead to gifted underachievement, which is yet another vocabulary word for you, gifted underachievement, which is a thing where, you know, that comes from a lot of different potential areas, but anxiety or, you know, just not really feeling like you're as good as everybody thinks you are or being concerned. Oh my God, if I knock this out of the park, if I do a really good job on this, they're going to always expect me to do a good job on it. Right. All of those things lead to gifted underachievement. So the adult question and you saying, I love that you said, Nadia, that people get support for their kids and maybe that's how they figure it out for themselves. Well, the reason why I don't actually work with kids, I work with the grownups is because my feeling is in order actually to affect children in a positive way, the game players, the game changers are the grownups. So we have to circle the wagons of the grownups because the kids don't have the power. But along that journey, it became crystal clear to me that some adults just have no idea, don't know what to do, or almost worse. They go to somebody thinking that they're helping them and they're not getting help because that professional doesn't understand gifted or TUI. And that is super important. If you are listening out there and you are seeing a therapist, it's great that you made that first step. Make sure your therapist understands what gifted or TUI is. Otherwise, you might get some messaging that doesn't really resonate with you or misunderstands you. And that scares me for you. So it's this not being understood and then being misunderstood, right? Yeah. That's very. So if we talk about the adults, <laughs> let's talk about the employers a little bit. I think when I started getting into this topic, I read about, you know, career strategy for the gifted. And then I flipped it and I was like, well, 
HR needs to know this because where I work, it's an academic institution. For sure, there's more gifted people there than in a normal setting. And so do you also work with employers or is there anything you could mention specifically if you're somebody working? It's really important to think of it from that perspective, right? Every single player matters. So yes, I have advised employers before, you know, again, I have three kids, so I have to say no to something, but I have thought about creating a program for employers. And really what's important is A, again, I'm going to start with understanding. They got to understand the profile and B, they have to understand that there are superpowers that can come with that. And if you can, just like we have to with kids, play to the strengths, right? Not being deficit focused, understanding when an employee might need to be left alone, when an employee might need very specific instructions. When an employee might need to avoid group work, and that is all okay as long as they can do what it is you need. So you have to be very clear on your objectives. And guess what? Same for teachers. You have to be clear on your objectives of what it is you need. And then being able to, and again, this goes to the self-awareness piece where the gifted or two adult needs to be aware so that they can advocate on behalf of themselves to their employers. I work a lot on those things with my two adult clients because you have to understand who you are to understand why something is awful for you to do, why it's hard for you to be in the same room with that other person. Why, you know, and once you unlock that box, and have that understanding, then we work on, okay, is this like something that you cannot live? We cannot figure out a strategy for you? Or is this something that maybe isn't the top of the list that you have to avoid? Okay. Now, what are the things that you absolutely love? That's where we start. Okay. You got to start with what do I love? Not start with what's hard for me. Again, when you think about this vis-a-vis adults or children, usually we look at like, oh, what do we need to fix so that you can do your job? As opposed to, what do you love? I mean, I love my job. I love everything I do every day. I love it. And I'm so lucky. And I tell my kids that. Now, do I love billing clients? Actually, no. Do I love having to crunch data? No. So I'm starting to get to a place where I can have other people do that. But I focused a lot on what I loved and I love marketing. So I did a lot of my own marketing because I love it, even though it wasn't really on my business plan. But that's okay because that fueled me to move further and further along. You got to focus on your strengths first. Let me say it again. You got to focus on your strengths first. Don't let yourself feel like, oh, I got to fix all this stuff before I can do the stuff that I love. No, you'll never get to the stuff you love. Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you. And maybe let's move on to what I think you love is your conference that's coming up. So it's an online virtual conference and you've been doing this for some years now. So you actually have experience in these online conferences way before COVID. Why didn't I buy stock in Zoom? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So do you want to share I know that the previous conferences are also still up on your website. You want to talk about the conferences in general and then the one that's coming up? 
Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Although I will tell you that the conferences are a little bit of an aside. I actually really love working with clients. That is my absolute passion because I see the difference that's made and I'm very fulfilled by that. And I feel like that is my mission to do that for people. But I create conferences because I can't meet with everybody in the world. And this way, it's a little bit easier to get the word out there. And so the conference coming up, it's actually releasing on January 25. It is specified for teachers, but it's relevant for everybody. And it's 28 experts talking in 25 sessions in four strands, understanding 2E. So that's obviously relevant for everybody. Classroom strategies, clinical considerations, and cultural diversity, all very important topics in the gifted and 2E world. So that comes out the 25th of January, 2021, but will remain on demand forever on my website. Why would I put something out there awesome like this and then take it away? And right now we're in our early bird phase. So our early bird pricing will go through January 17th. And there's just a lot of really great opportunities there. We also have a Facebook page that is parallel, though you don't need to register for the conference for it. It's called Let's Talk 2E teacher's lounge. We also have a Let's Talk to E parents, which came along with our August conference, and that's still vibrant and out there. And my With Understanding Comes Calm Facebook page, which is relevant to everybody. So the conference has started in 2018. The 2018 conference actually has really what I call the mothers and the fathers of 2E. It's a really great little conference and lots of really great foundational information. 2019 reached out a little bit more. We have somebody talking about gifted at work and some other more tangential topics. And then in August, we launched our parent conference and now we're launching this teacher conference. And on top of that, I love to be a guest on podcasts. So I have a page that includes all the places I've been a guest in podcasts. When we were in person at conferences, remember that? I always, and I present a lot at conferences, I would interview people and do a Facebook live interview and ask them one question, everybody the same question all weekend long. And those are posted under media on my website. And I think I mentioned maybe Gifted and Distractible is our newsletter that's monthly and free. And we have a membership. So if you're looking for me and I'm everywhere, you can find me in one of three places. With Understanding Comes Calm, Let's Talk 2E, and by my name, Julie Skolnick. So I'm on every social media platform that you can think of. And I will list everything, all the links in the show notes so people can just click and find you. Great. Thank you. Is there anything you would like to share or you wish people would know or that you wish you would have known earlier, like something that's important to you? Oh, I love that question. And I love that question right now. So I live in Maryland. I'm just a few miles away from the capital in Washington, D.C. And maybe we should add today is Friday and it just happened two days ago, right? What you're yeah, referring right. to. Right, right. Yeah. Today is, yeah, January 8th. So the reason I bring it up is... Because before that happened this week, I had been talking about the three P's, protests, pandemic, politics, and how it's affecting our gifted and 2E folks. In fact, 
on the evening of the Capitol break-in, I actually posted on social media, you do not have to watch the news. Protect your sensitive self. That was my post. So again, this goes towards where we started, the self-awareness. And what I'm going to say is this. The world is in a very, very weird place. So you are probably coming to your days. You know, I have have a parent empowerment group and I start by saying, how many people woke up and the first thing they said was, I'm exhausted, right? We are in this weird time warp, weirdness, twilight zone situation. And it's not always going to be like this. And you do have the right to protect yourself and limit your exposure to things that are upsetting. And we know gifted people do better when they feel like they have control or they can make a difference. Sometimes you can't make a difference. And sometimes making a difference means doing something lovely for somebody else. And it also is important to do something lovely for you. So recognize, guys, that your emotions are on an ongoing roller coaster without an end right now. Do something for yourself. Do something for somebody else. And that's the best salve I can recommend for this open wound that we're living in right now. Thank you. I I think I needed to hear that. That was was so amazing. And I think I created this podcast in August. And I think this is exactly what I'm doing is head on something that I can influence. I have, you know, creative oversight and control. This is my, let's say, call it a baby. And kind of giving this to the community because yeah as you said I'm an epidemiologist by training and I'm stuck at home like everybody else and I feel a little bit cannot contribute at this point so yeah it's hard it is hard it is hard and and we have to give ourselves a break and we have to practice self-love and sometimes the best way to do that is do things for other people whether it's you know bringing the newspaper up to your elderly neighbor or just waving and smiling, although smiling, maybe if you're wearing a mask, they're not seeing that, but waving <laughs> is a great thing to do. Just just insert kindness. Insert in your- kindness. Yeah. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. What a fun conversation. Oh, we could go on, but I see the hour is almost up. So I have to kind of cap this unless you have something else you want to say. No, I think we covered it all, but maybe we'll talk again another time. Hopefully, hopefully. So I'm going to say goodbye and thank you so much. Thank you, Nadia. Oh my God. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. I learned so, so, so much by just talking to Julie for this hour. And oh my God, I can't wait for her conference. So I did register, even though I'm not a teacher, I am not a parent. But as she said, everybody's welcome. And so I did register. And if you want to make use of the early bird registration, go sign up right today. And don't worry if you listened later than the 18th of January or even after the 25th of January, you can always find all the content of her conferences, even the past conferences. All the links are in the show notes. And yeah, so I hope you really enjoyed my episode and how I approach this topic. I'm not an expert. I'm just here along for the ride. I'm just here trying, figuring out everything for myself and just thought it will be more interesting if I share everything that I find out with you guys, because I'm sure 
there's more than just me out there looking for all these answers. And again, I just want to point out that this community of giftedness and the community of neurodiversity is really incredible. Everybody has been so embracing. People have been referring me to their friends, to other people in the field. And it just became so much more than I've ever imagined after these couple of months. I'm just really energized by this community, by the love I'm receiving, by the feedback I'm getting. And I'm really sorry if you've emailed me or if you sent me a message and I haven't responded to you right away. There really is a lot of conversation going on. And also with some of the social media, I'm not so familiar. Some of the messages are hidden if we're not connected on social media, but I'm really trying to get better at it. And I'm really happy to all the feedback that I'm receiving. So please Find me on Instagram at unleash.monday. I'm also on Twitter with Unleash Monday. And I'm also posting on LinkedIn. You can follow me under my name. And so I'm trying to figure out which space it is where you guys are actually at. And if you go on my website, you can send me a contact form through my website. And that will also go straight to my inbox. So I'm really curious to hear more from you. And I will also like to hear what you're looking for in terms of answers or topics or how this has already helped you. So please don't be shy, reach out. I'm trying to form a small community here for like-minded people. So especially in times where meeting in person is not really feasible. So let's explore the possibility and the idea of maybe creating a virtual community around this topic and like-minded people. So you're not alone. And if you would like to support this podcast and make sure that more people hear about this, then please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and you will automatically get the next episode onto your smartphone. And then you can also, when you scroll down to the bottom, you can actually leave a review. You can give me a few stars, hopefully five, and you can leave a review how this podcast has impacted you, has helped you. And that will mean a lot because that really increases visibility for other listeners. So that will really mean a lot to me. So that's how you at the moment can support this undertaking of my podcast. So with that said, I hope I see you in two weeks for the next episode. And in the meantime, hopefully I see you at the Let's Talk 2E conference. So have a wonderful week and bye.